NFTs are. Do you guys know what NFTs are, non-fungible tokens? It's just like a screenshot that you can sell apparently for like millions and now you can do videos. And my dad was like, he's a Egyptian uh, former surgeon. And he's like, I once performed a surgery on somebody's vocal cords and it was very, very complicated and I removed a tumor from the vocal cords and I still have the footage. I want to digitize it and sell it as an NFT. <laughs> And I said, oh, okay, that's very interesting, Dad. Um, but what about, like, uh, you know, your privacy of the client and the patient? And he went, he's dead. And he said it almost as if he was about to say, and I made sure of it. <laughs> so that's just something funny. Uh, I don't know. I have another, is this anything, my dad said it joke. Uh, I was looking out on the horizon with my dad when we were on a hike. And he has a way of, he has such gravitas that he will just make you think he's saying something really important and it, it's not at all. So he's like, Chris, do you see that building off in the distance? Like, yeah, yes, father. I thought it was gonna be like a Simba, like everything the light touches. <laughs> like Mufasa and Simba having like a moment. Uh, he's like, do you see that one? The one very tall, the red light blinking at the top. I'm like, yes, what is that? What's the significance? He said, that is the Marriott downtown. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, so I found uh, recently that I'm actually really maybe overly viewing the world through the lens of like race and gender. Because I saw a white disheveled guy, you know, asking for money. And I didn't have any cash on him. And I was just like, oh. And I caught myself thinking, He'll be fine, he's a white man. Which is really fucked up, because it's like, he's not wearing any shoes, he couldn't be less fine. Like, you can't just be like, oh, he's a white man, he'll be fine. Like, he's probably walking the streets alone at night. And, and then I thought, well, that's something that I can't do as a woman, so, uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, when you have those arguments in your head and you're just like, I don't know. Um, so I grew up in LA where uh, it was like a reverse Disney complex. Like Disney, we learned that like everyone nice is beautiful or everyone beautiful is nice and everyone evil is ugly. Um, and when I was growing up, the hot people were mean and the nice people were the less good looking people. So it was like reverse Disney. So I just assumed that everyone who was very attractive was evil. Um, and one time, this might have been before all, all y'all's time, but it was uh, the late 90s and I was a very savvy six-year-old. I met a very attractive Russian man and immediately thought, yep, this guy's KGB. <laughs> that was so not worth the payoff. That had no payoff. <laughs> that was like the long, the, the setup to pay. Okay, yeah, that one's a real clunker. Um, so I, uh, I recently started dating uh, again, and I started dating this one guy, and I don't think he's really into me because he answers texts like he's playing a game of whack-a-mole. I'm like, hey, how's your day? He's like, fine. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. <laughs> like, he's, like he doesn't want me to ever text him again. Um, so I'm, I don't think that text should be like an arcade game. Uh, so... <laughs> All right, uh, I'll leave you with this. I realize that I'm 
some, what I like to call a, a term that I've coined an, an emotional Roomba. When I am at a party or in a room of people, I will just go along being like, hey, how is everyone doing? How's the, checking the temperature? And then I'll bump into somebody and be like, you okay? Okay. And I'll go, mm, you, you all right? Okay. <laughs> and uh, I just want to like make sure, and it's not even my goddamn party. I host shit that's not even my own. So that's like what I do and I realize I'm an emotional room. But anyway, thank you for uh, letting me bounce this off of you. I appreciate it. I welcome comments. Christy Bonna, everyone. She's an emotional robot. Uh, my only comment, because I was smoking, but when I came back, I'd really punch that emotional robot again because it's a great robot. But, but emotional robot is a great punchline that you threw away at the end. That you're, I'm an emotional robot. And you just threw it away, but I think that that's like a hard punch that you can save for the end and be like, stop, I'm an emotional robot. Like, I'd use it as a punch at the end. Uh, comments? Um, I just have uh, maybe a tag for your uh, joke about the hopeless guy is um, like, oh, he doesn't have shoes, but what he does have is white feet. Uh, yeah, he'll be fine. Not everybody has those. Uh more comments. You can pick that four microphone that's right in front of the little one or this big one. Either either one. There we go. I thought of a um, I thought of a tag slash callback for the uh, the white the white homeless guy. I think it would be funny if uh, when he's begging for money, you said like something like, "Oh, why doesn't your dad pay for like some kind of a white uh, stereotype." Yeah, something like that. And then uh, and then he could yell back, "He's dead." And I made sure of like something ah, that uh, calls back to your your dad. All right, that's it. Thank you. Cool, cool. more comments. There we go. Um, yeah, uh, all good. I, I was gonna say yeah, the um, yeah the white dude yeah the white dude uh, and then you were just like um, yeah, but he could like walk in the streets with no problem at late at night. But like yeah, that was great. And yeah, that was me laughing in the joyous laughter and um, in there. I I I had a um, I had an idea for one, but yeah, too high. Okay, bye. <laughs> that makes sense. That sounds about right here. Any other comments for Christy Bonna? Then clap your hands together wildly. Christy Bonna! Yay! Yay, and then yay. All right, moving right along. Uh, the next couple comments aren't ask the next couple comics aren't asking for comments, so we're just gonna roll through them. Everybody gets four minutes. Put your hands together for your next comedian all the way from Portland, I think. Dahlia Bell! Yeah! It's your time. Yes, that is correct. I am from Portland. My name is Dahlia Bell. I, I used to use they them pronouns to let people know I don't believe in Jesus. But uh, I recently switched to using she, her pronouns to avoid additional conversation. It's going great. Really love that. Uh, <laughs> I, I do pride myself on being a family comic. So this year, I also went ahead and got my 23andMe done, and it turns out I'm only a, I'm like 82% African and only about 16% racist. Uh, <laughs> And those are great stats. Those are fantastic stats. Two of my friends went their whole lives as niggas only to find out they were each less than 50% black and can no longer use the N-word around me. <laughs> I will absolutely call them out for it, too. <laughs> Do it in front of our white friends. Be like, don't let that racist nigga say that. 
great. <laughs> uh, my partner, on the other hand, got their results back, and it turns out they are 89% sub-Saharan African. So empirically speaking, 7% blacker than me. And I, I refuse to accept it. I will not. Because this nigga introduced me to camping. And personally, I have issues with camping. There are just things I don't like about camping. Like, it, it's dirty. Have you been outside? There's dirt everywhere. It's disgusting. I don't like it. Um, it it's dark. Uh, anyone, has anyone here been in the forest at night? Uh, all right, tell me, what can you see? Exactly, nothing, nothing. You can't see anything in the forest at night. It sucks. <laughs> But most importantly, it's disrespectful to our ancestors. You know what I mean? Because my ancestors did not fight, struggle, sacrifice, and die so that my bougie ass could sleep on the ground. That's ridiculous. How dare you, okay? My ancestors survived the transatlantic slave trade, life on the plantation, Jim Crow, segregation. They fought the brave fight for civil rights for one reason so that I could sleep in a fully carpeted apartment in Portland <laughs> with my mostly white child. That was, the, that was their vision, I am their living dream. You know what I mean? My, my kid is obviously from a previous relationship and sometimes he'll get confused, they'll look at me, they're like, how do you have a kid exactly? Uh, through my vagina, anyhow, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't have one of those because I'm not rich, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the answer is still just as easy, because in my early 20s, I owned a futon and kept condoms in a different room. And that's where babies come from. That's uh, just basic biology. <laughs> Since my kid is uh, mostly white, he cannot use the N-word around me either, mostly because he's not good at conjugating A-A-V-E. <laughs> it's very sad. He's like, man, the chitterlings, mother. No! Unacceptable. I will let him start using the N-word the day that I'm like giving him shit about being too white. So every day. But <laughs> the day he turns around and he's like, nigga, please. I'm going to be like, ah, my nigga. <laughs> and then I'm going to knock the taste out of that nigga's mouth because how dare you? I'm your mother. All right. You guys have been great. Bye. Hooray! Keep clapping your hands together for Dahlia Bell. Hell yeah. I'm excited. We're in fucking rock block, everybody. Put your hands together next for Imani Dene. I mean, computer when it's over, press say so. You can be the president. Perfect, perfect. Hey, guys. Woo. I'm excited to be here. I'm from Portland. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I like if you don't know about Portland, Portland's very white, and so I, my taste is very it was very white. I don't know. Um, I my ex boyfriend actually, um, he's very mean. He once told me like I would be more attractive if I had better posture, and like I don't think he gets it. It's very hard to carry the weight of like a newly woke white man, <laughs> that's very difficult. Um, not very good at it. <laughs> um, no. He did break up with me on Snapchat, um, which was, it was, it sucked. I got teary-eyed and then I like, didn't get to read it again because it went away. <laughs> Don't even really know what happened, but. Uh, but 
I think the hardest part of that relationship ending for me is that like I really wasn't prepared to start paying for my own food. Um, food is very expensive, <laughs> and I'm realizing like free adds to the flavor of it. I don't know, and like I don't think women should have to pay for their food. Like you guys have a there's that wage gap thing, right? Like you have extra money, like spend it on me. I don't know. Now, um, you know when you've had a food way too much that like just the look the side of it and like you just it makes you want to vomit like you cannot have it anymore you used to love it but you can't i've had too much white dick um can't do it anymore and i realized this because like on tinder guys would message me and they'd be like you beautiful black woman like your chocolate chocolate this chocolate like and i get it like you like chocolate i'm brown um but i like mayonnaise <laughs> And like I've never decided to start a conversation, you beautiful mayonnaise man. Um, that's not been a thing for me. Um, be, like dating, I realized something about myself. Like I'm not a size queen. I like don't care. It's like it's the motion of the ocean. I mean, I prefer smaller, um, only because like it's like the difference between sucking your thumb and your forearm. Like. Um, and like I'm anemic, and so like I create a lot of phlegm, <laughs> and so like I can't breathe, and then like my my nose is always stuffed. Like I don't know, it's like it's not really a blow job when I do it. It's like more like a blow internship. Um, I really hope that he sees I'm putting in the potential, and like there's room to grow. But I'm trying. I, I'll show up. I'm on time all the time. But yeah, doing the work. Um, <laughs> I hope you can see that. Um, where do I go next? I wrote this joke like a 30 billion times differently <laughs> each time, but um, maybe I'll, let me check. Thank you. Um, I did start to date older men, um, and like age is just a number. Like I honestly, I kind of tell if someone's too old for me based off of what they remember about 9/11. Um, <laughs> Most of these guys are like in high school or um, I don't know, middle school. I was five. And um, I like, I was in middle school when I realized it happened in my lifetime. Didn't know at all. Um, and another thing is like, there's things that they know that I don't know, like dial up. Like I was just like, that's fascinating. Like I said, the computer was connected to the phone. I was like, that's interesting. Like, like airdrop, right? Like. <laughs> Just like that? I don't know. Thank you guys. That's my time. Yay! Amani Dene! And the sound goes. I, I, I had to. Anyways, I was alive during that time. Your next comedian, so excited to bring them up. Put your hands together for AC Overneal. Yay! O'Neal! O'Neal! What's up? What's up? What's up, San Francisco? Good to see you guys. Uh, I'm from Portland, too. Uh, but I love you guys' town. I'm not going to lie. It's beautiful out here. But I do notice one thing. Uh, your drivers do not like to stop for pedestrians. And it's like, they do stop just like the moment they need to. Like, I don't know. It must be like a game for you guys. I don't know if you like to see how far you can make tourists jump or something like that. I don't know. 
Explains why there's so much shit on the fucking sidewalk. Like, you're scaring the shit out of people, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm jumping on San Francisco t- uh, Tinder. It's been, it's been fun, man. I'm single, you know, and it, but I, I think I'm, like, at the point in my life where I'm, like, ready for a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just see so many of my friends, they're in relationships, and I can see, like, how it upgrades their life, you know? Like, I got a buddy who's dating a baker right now, and he's just walks around happy and rotund, just. It's bullshit. I'm walking around depressed and rotund. Like, this is fucked up, man. Like, we'll be having conversations. I'll be like, all right, man. How many cupcakes you eat today? He'll be like, seven. How many Big Macs you eat today? Seven! But here's the difference, right? Like, seven of those cupcakes, all, every single one of those things were made with love and care. Every one of my Big Macs were made by capitalism. So it just, just fuels depression. <laughs> I don't know. I have a buddy who's dating a, a personal trainer, which honestly to me seems like the best way to get in shape. Like... I'll definitely go on a hike for some pussy. Like, uh, I don't know. Sure. If that's what you, you want me to do 10 burpees for some pussy, all right. Like, let's, let's knock them out. But, like, honestly, I, I don't think I could date a comic. Like, it's just, not that there's not beautiful women comics out here. It's just, I feel like it'd be weird, you know, because first off, we're both comedians, so we got to go to HR, you know, check in with him. This dude who looks like Toby from The Office, you know, nobody likes him. That's not fun. And another thing is, like, if I'm going to date a, a lady comic, she's going to be funnier than me. And that's just, like, going to make me more insecure, right? Like, I'm going to be sitting there having conversations, like, come on, girl. Like, I've laughed at the last 47 things you said. You're not going to laugh at nothing. Like, yes, 47. You're fucking crushing right now. Come on, like. I've been fucking writing all day for this shit, you know? I don't know, man. But you know, I'm I'm in a good place, right? Like, I'm happy that COVID restrictions are kind of getting lifted, right? Because I like to travel. You know, I like being able to get out. There's a space, there's a place I specifically really want to go to, and that's Japan. I really want to go to Japan bad because uh, I think that's the only place that the chicks would really believe that I'm the weekend. American bitches aren't buying it. American bitches aren't buying it. All right, guys, I'm an AC O'Neill. Yay, AC O'Neill, everybody. By the way, just so everyone knows, when you hear the horn, it means you have a minute. It means you have a minute, just uh, just for future reference. This is uh, super exciting. It's so funny to look at the people who are here, and the majority of them are from Boston and Portland. And I'm like, all right, that's amazing. That's incredible, and I love that. I love that very, very much. Your next comedian is also out of Portland. You might think he swims. He might or not, might or might not swim. We don't know, but I'm sure he hears it all the time. Put your hands together for Michael Phelps. Thank you. Hey, give it up for Pam for fucking everything, right? Jesus Christ. Running a comedy festival, running a radio station. This is dope. This is beautiful in here. I like this. Like there's a rainbow light in front of me. I could get lost in that for hours. 
That could just be my whole set, is me just standing here, staring at that light. And I'd be satisfied with that. I won't do that to you guys, though. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm dating a single mom, so give it up for me. Um, and you know, we've been talking about like expectations for what being a step-parent is, and she said, well, a stepdad, you know, he steps in, he steps up, and he helps raise the family. I was like, yeah, I was really hoping it would be more that I could just like step aside and let the real parents do all the work, you know? I'm glad one person laughed at that. She, uh, she didn't like it at all. We fought for like a week, and uh, yeah, she's back in Portland now. Hopefully still there when I get back. Um, all right, anyway. You know, everyone's like really upset about disinformation being like a huge problem on the internet, and like, it just, like you all know that it's really not. There's really not that much disinformation going around. Um, I'm lying. That was disinformation right there. It's, it's horrible. It's ruining the world. Because uh, like facts don't really matter anymore. It's just more about like feelings. Like conspiracy theories are more just like facts now. Like try going up to one of your friends and being like, hey, uh, I think that on 9-11 the, the towers fell because of the planes. And just, just watch your, like, dumb friend who flunked out of second grade math turn into an expert on, like, jet fuel dynamics and architecture. <laughs> Didn't you, like, have trouble with multiplication tables? How are you? Call me crazy, but every time I've seen a plane hit a building, it fell down. <laughs> like, maybe that's the explanation. Maybe it's just that simple. Um, and, you know, conspiracies about the vaccine. No one trusts it. No one wants to... People are really hesitant. Um, and like, whatever. I just don't like their dumb arguments against it. Like, one of the things they like to say is, uh, oh, I'm not going to get that shit, man. That shit changes your DNA. Which is just false, first of all. Uh, and second, you know what else changes your DNA? The sun. <laughs> That's actually true. Every time you go outside, your skin is just being diddled by the sun. But I don't see anyone on Facebook like arguing about sunscreen because that'd be weird. Like people are hesitant to get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, but they will gladly slather themselves in Johnson and Johnson mystery cream because <laughs> got to get out there and show off that COVID body, you know. I don't know. I, I got it. I liked it. Like I got a little bit of a sore arm, but I also got some really dope fever dreams. That was cool. <laughs> Because, like, if you haven't spent the night inside of a Slipknot music video, you haven't lived. <laughs> you got to get it. Also, you get the little, like, proof of vaccination, right? The, it kind of looks like a report card from a failing school district. <laughs> like, it's all handwritten. Why is it handwritten? Is it some, like, school in the South ran out of printer toner because they used it all on blackface? <laughs> They just really wanted their children's production of Huckleberry Finn to be authentic, you know? <laughs> Couldn't find a black one to play Jim. Um, I'll get out of here on this. I, uh, I work in, in homeless services. You guys have homeless people here too, I see. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I work in homeless services in Portland. Um, and what that really just means is that uh, homeless people pay my rent, so. Hey, shout out to them for keeping a roof over my head, right? They're the real heroes. Um, 
But one of the weirdest things I've done at my job is uh, uh, the city asked me to go gather demographic information from homeless folks, which sounds like kind of mundane. But what it is is me uh, pulling up to homeless encampments in an unmarked white van and just like hopping out holding a clipboard, right? And then going up to people with paranoid schizophrenia and having to be like, oh, hey there, uh, stranger. Do you mind giving me a bunch of your personal information? <laughs> don't, don't get paranoid. It's for the government. <laughs> All right, folks, I got to get out of here. Thank you so much. I'm Michael Phelps. Have a lovely fest. Michael Phelps, everyone. Hooray! Out of Portland. Uh, your next comedian, he's new and he hails from here. Clap your hands together for John Lee. Thank you. Thank you. I'm actually not from here. I'm from Baltimore, out east. Um, I grew up in a suburb out there. I grew up a little poor, actually. Um, I was so poor growing up that I qualified for free school lunches at my like in my public school system. Yeah, you're laughing already. I love it. Um, but I, you know, I didn't know that until I was a senior. It was like nobody ever told me because I also was really fat growing up. And I was so fat growing up, everyone assumed that I was just always eating good, you know, that I was eating a fuck ton of, of food all the time. Why would you give him free lunch? He looks like he had five already, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but that's unfair because I think fat kids definitely get hungry too, right? Like arguably the hungriest. That's why they're so fat. Um, but uh, I lost the weight. I lost it in like when I was like 16 years old, so that's most of my life. I was pretty fat. Um, but then I started running cross country, which was fun. Just kidding, it wasn't. It was the worst. I wanted to die. You would, why would you ever run cross country? Um, but yeah, it was kind of weird being like skinnier after being fat for so long because I still had like fat person brain, you know what I mean? Like I still have dysmorphia and like I still deal with like self confidence issues. I wear a lot of baggy clothes, right? But it makes you wonder like, does the dysmorphia ever work the other way around? Like, do skinny people that turn fat still have skinny person brain? Like, do they still think that they can, like, fit in small spaces, but that they're still hot? That's mean. You shouldn't laugh at that. That's mean. Because fat people can be hot. Fat people are actually always hot. That's why they're sweating all the time, right? That's mean, too. That's mean, too. You shouldn't laugh at that. I thought I could make that joke, though, because I used to be fat, you know? Like, I don't think I'd be mad if Michael Jackson started making black people jokes. <laughs> or if uh, Kobe Bryant made rape jokes. Ooh, that's a saucy one. Yeah. Last time I did that, I crashed and burned. <laughs> Thank you, he gave me that one. That was pretty good. Um, uh, I'm also a clumsy person, which, I mean, everyone makes mistakes, right? I just happen to make so many that it's a personality trait, you know? Um, and I've broken a lot of things growing up. I broke, you know, like plenty of glasses and spilled a lot of shit. But I've also broken a human bust. How many of you guys have broken a human bust? Like a fucking sculpture of a, a dude from chest up. That's so fucking random, right? Yeah. Um, but the worst thing I've broken so far is the promise I made with my mom to never do comedy. Yeah, I should have kept that promise. I'm dying up here, man. Um, let's see what I got here. I did that way too fast. Um, I'll do this one. Uh, I was with my girlfriend the other day. She's Chinese, okay, and I'm Korean. So sometimes, you know, we have communication issues, right? And the other day, I don't know why I was I was being really dumb, 
and I asked her, hey, babe, would you break up with me if I, if I hated Jews, right? Which I don't. I love, there's no problem with that. It was just a random ass question. And she was like, no, why would I care? Okay, that's a red flag for sure. That's, I don't like that. So I asked her, I said, hey, babe, do you hate Jews? Do you have a problem with Jews? She's like, yeah, I hate them. I hate all of them. Apple Jews, orange Jews. I was like, oh, that's what this is. This is a language barrier thing. She thinks I'm talking about the beverage. But then she started going Hasidic Jews, Ashkenazi Jews, Orthodox Jews. That's when I had to say, like, hey, man, that's fucked up. That's a joke, though. She, she doesn't hate Jewish people, but she's Chinese, so she has a problem with Muslims for sure. Yeah, you, guys are, you guys are reading the news. You guys are keeping up. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got for today. Thanks, guys. Clap your hands together, everybody, for John Lee. John Lee, how, how long have you been doing this? You've been doing this for, like, barely any time. Like, take two or three. So everybody clap harder. He's been doing this for, like, less than a month. Yay, John Lee. That's how the joke workshop works. Um, all right. Your next comedian, he put a star by his name, but we're not going to give comments anymore because I just, I just can't pay attention. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, it, put your hands together for your next comedian. He's on the festival. His name is Newman Shock. Yay! What's up, guys? Um, today's Christopher Columbus Day for white people, so congrats to you, sir. You too. Congratulations, buddy. I don't know. It's weird being like an actual Indian person on Christopher Columbus Day, because, like, on one hand, like, yeah, it, like, sucks, you know, that he did everything. But, like, as an Indian person, like, I'm really flattered that he sailed all across the world for my food, you know? Like, that's really nice. He really appreciates other people's cultures, so that's great. Or at least one, I don't know. Um... I think my life is in shambles, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I realized my life is in shambles when I realized the middle school version of me would absolutely destroy me emotionally if he was ever to meet me, you know? Like, if we ever got in a roast battle, I'd call him, like, short and fat, and he'd be like, you are very lonely. <laughs> like, you have a lot of problems, and you hide that behind jokes. And that facade is going to fall away soon. And also, I get more action in seventh grade than you've done in the past two years. So, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's not great. Um, I was going to do new jokes. I'm trying to do new jokes. Um, but I might slip into old stuff because I'm scared. I don't know. Um, what's up with you guys? Do you guys want to talk about anything? Politics. Politics? Let's talk about politics. Um, I do miss Donald Trump. I do. I do a lot. No, because, like, you know, like, I don't like him, but, like, it was easier, like, caring, you know? Like, all I had to do was, like, say, like, tweet a mean tweet about him, and, like, I was, like, saving democracy or something. But with, like, Biden, I actually have to, like, know his shit. Like, that's hard, because, like, like, I can't help solve Afghanistan with, like, a 140 character limit. Like, that's not, that's not possible. Like, I've tried. Taliban does not care about my tweets. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but I've been trying to be a better person. Like, I saw a homeless person today, and I only thought you didn't say it out loud this time, so I think I have that going for me. Yeah, um, I've also been trying to work out, which is nice. No, here's that, like, 
I'm a guy, so it's like easier for me to like go on jogs and stuff. Like I saw like a saw a dude running shirtless last night at like 9 p.m. and I was like, "You sir, are a guy. Like you, you know, it's easy. It's weird because like given how many like female joggers are like the victims of like horrible, horrible crimes, it's really admirable that they still try. Like that's that's amazing." <laughs> You know, because I don't have that willpower, like, I get scared of that naked old guy in the locker room at gyms, like, I don't, I'm not that strong, I'll be honest with you guys, like, middle school me would destroy me. Yeah, um, I don't know, dating's hard, like, uh, I only date people I hate, which isn't, which isn't good, like, I, I've never been in a relationship for more than a month, so I don't know if that's, like, a fling or a relationship, but I'm, like, 21, so, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I don't know. I texted this girl you up last night at like 3 a.m. because I think of myself as a romantic. <laughs> yeah, and she immediately texted back no, so that one's tough. <laughs> Have you guys gotten cheated on before? Yeah? Great. Great. We'll go to therapy. We'll, we'll all get... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't afford therapy. Um, That's why I do this. Uh, Yeah, no. Um, I kind of got cheated on recently. Well, not exactly. Basically, I was dating this woman was married and <laughs> yeah I don't know if she was married but I guess I should have known something was up because my name in her phone was like Papa John's <laughs> which I just thought was like a sexy nickname but I guess not and it was really weird when her husband found out because he found me and he was like you married my I mean he's like you slept with my wife and I was like you married my girlfriend like that's <laughs> worse thank you guys Shock everyone! He's also a new man. You can uh, find him. He's on one of the shows this week. Your next comedian, he was on a bunch of shows yesterday. Clap your hands together. He is so much fun. Uh, it's Casey McNeil! Yay! Hi, everybody. This is Hi Stan. I, I have some really, this is really drafty stuff. Like, so uh, I was going to take feedback, but we're not doing that anymore. I would have welcomed comments to discard from all of you. Um, uh, but I, yeah, it's drafty because like, I have attention deficit disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. So you know how difficult it is to be a workaholic and a slacker? You know, so it's just not easy to write. Uh, um, you guys are talking the DNA stuff? The D you guys done the DNA thing? If, have you done it? Yeah, so, yeah I, I finally got to take one of those DNA tests. It turns out I'm innocent. <laughs> no, I think it's funny, like this, the, the DNA thing, the 23andMe, what the, I'm scared to take that thing because what they don't tell you is that that test will not only tell you your ethnic background, it'll tell you who your fucking relatives actually are. Okay, now that's not always good news for people. Like they should call it like the home wrecking kit because I've heard some stories like, you know, hey, did you get your DNA, did you get your 23andMe results back? I sure did, let's have a look. Let's see, I'm 50% French and 50% our neighbor's my dad. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna wait on that because, no, it's all right, it's not working. So <laughs> I, watch, uh, I watch a lot of TV because I am, uh, uh, comic and I watch a lot of History Channel because I'm over 50, and uh, they <laughs> they had this uh, 
History Channel, I think, is interesting because they always romanticize history, you know, in the past and how things go. And I wonder if people were actually genuinely the same as they are now, only back in history. I'll tell you what I was thinking about this. I watched this show about Socrates. Now, Socrates is a famous philosopher. He had a famous philosopher student. You guys know who it was? Yeah, Plato, right? So Plato, Socrates, student. And I wondered, did they have the same kind of teacher-student relationship, you know, back in their day? Like Socrates, like uh, Plato's out on the MU going, uh, Aristotle, come hither. Listen, do not take Socrates for philosophy class. I, <laughs> I believe he sucketh. Um, and forget Euripides for, for drama, too tragic. Um, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one, and they, they think Socrates is in the teacher's lounge smoking like, you have any idea how much discus throwers make today? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I watched a lot of this TV and like they have the shows about aliens, like alien abductions and stuff like that. Like, you guys watch these shows? Like, I'm terrified, it's really interesting. They say aliens just waiting to reveal themselves, you know? Like, you could be a lizard guy. You know, we don't know. That's exactly the way a lizard guy would respond. Um, <laughs> You know, most likely. But they talk about alien abductions. I want to get abducted. I wonder if aliens have a sense of humor, right? Because I don't want to get abducted by aliens and then have to travel three million light years without any laughs. You know, that's like a, like a Monday night at Mutiny Radio. Um, but anyway, no, but I wonder, like, if they have a sense of humor, then it follows that they have alien comics, right? And I wonder what that's like. like now back from his intergalactic tour, it's Gornblatt. Hey, everybody, I just flew in from Earth, and boy, are my humans delicious. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I love those Earth gigs, but if you've heard one anal probe joke, am I right? <laughs> the lizard guy knows what I'm talking about. Oh, looks like I'm getting the beam. I got to go. Um, but here's my real question. If, if aliens are waiting to reveal themselves, what happens when that day comes? You think you have race relation problems now? <laughs> Wait until that's on an intergalactic scale, right? So like the lizard guy, I'll tell you, you can't call them lizard people. They prefer reptilian overlord. <laughs> and then who, there's going to be all this controversy about, you know, those gray aliens, like who's going to get to use the, the word gray? Like, you know, who gets to use the G word? I can't just walk down the street going, hey, what up, my gray? You know. So then I wonder what the day is going to be like when an alien gray runs into a racist Boston townie, like from where I come from. I can see that interaction. Hey, you, you with the anal probe there, where are you going? Uh-huh. Yeah, let me ask you a question. Where are you from? And you are not from Tewksbury. I'll tell you what, where is your mother from? Uh-huh, I thought so. So let me tell you something. You can take that anal probe stuff and go off-world back to some other planet, your planet, someplace else. We don't do that butt stuff here in Boston. <laughs> well, we do, but not for science. <laughs> That's all right, Sam. I welcome your notes during my set. <laughs> so no, I'm going to close with this. I'm from Michigan. I'm from the hickey redneck part of Michigan called Michigan. And I went back to visit recently, and the guy was this guy, the, one of the conservative people I grew up with. Telling, we are really concerned about the indoctrination of our youth by liberals. We are concerned about the indoctrination of our youth by liberals. I'm like, dude, your gun store is having a back-to-school sale. <laughs> so not in any immediate danger. My name is Casey McNeil. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> All the way from Boston, Casey McNeil. Uh, your next comic, he just moved here from Pennsylvania. And uh, he's a good buddy. I hope he's probably outside. Lee, are you around? There you are. You're next. 
Put your hands together. Oh, you don't have your creepy glasses on. Look, you look like a normal person. Put your hands together for Lee Stewart. Yay! The normal person thing is just a ruse. Because <laughs> uh, I'll, never mind. How's everyone doing? Woo! Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, motherfuckers, am I right? Oh, nothing for that? You guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How about give it up for Pam Benjamin? Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm grabbing at low hanging fruit here. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me tell some jokes. <laughs> will tell some jokes. It's been a weird year, right? I was just trying to figure out how to record this. Sorry, I'm not good with smartphones. I'm older. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been a strange year. I, I feel like there's been like a lot of white pride. <laughs> and it makes me uncomfortable, obviously, because <laughs> I am white. Um, but, and I did the whitest thing ever, you know, I, I did the 23 and me just to try to like have credentials to prove that I wasn't as white as everyone thought, but guess what? I got my results. It came up 53% Nazi. <laughs> I'm from Pennsylvania. It makes sense. Pennsylvania Dutch. Uh, the, the rest of the percentages, I realized it was just full of my parents' lies. You know? <clears throat> it was like, well, but here's the thing. 0.3% North African. Figure that shit out. Like, somebody was not Hitler's good little soldier, is what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> they muddied up the bloodline, is what I'm saying. I'm just... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Um, no, you know, like, uh, I feel like people were upset about, like, uh, Confederate statue removal, you know? Like, because they had all this white pride. And I'm like, you know, that's fine. Like, I got a solution. Like, we round up all these statues, and we can build a little theme park. Somewhere like Kansas, you know? Very white. <laughs> and uh, if you hand in your clan hood, free admission. That way we all know how racist you are. <laughs> Too political for you guys. Jeez. Well, uh, any relationships? <laughs> My hand, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, relationships can be tough, you know? like. Certain things you just want to shy away from, you don't want to have to talk about, you know? Anything you guys don't like to talk about with your significant other? <laughs> I like to talk about my significant other, because she bang. Oh, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but no, actually, she's like crippled, so that's fucked up. <laughs> True story. Only fact-based comedy here, folks. Uh, <laughs> but no, like, uh, I was in the bathroom the other day. Perfect. Uh, speaking of bathrooms, whoever was brave enough to shit in there, like, good job. It's a very tiny bathroom. Opening the door would be very intense for me. Yeah, light a match, you selfish fuck. Even through my mask, it was <laughs> obliterating my nostrils. But, so, 
Anyway, I'm reading things because I forgot my phone. I'll just like start reading the toothpaste. And then I'll read like some soap. First reason I do this is because anything that hasn't been tested on animals, I get my dog and make sure it's good enough for me. Animal cruelty, hey, no. <laughs> but then I get to my girlfriend's tampons. Made in Israel. For a guy who just found out he was 53% Nazi, this is upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I came out, tampon in hand, I'm like, Baby, you taking a stance on the uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict here? She's like, what? You know, like dumb white girl shit. Um, I can say that because I have white pride now. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm like, you're going to support Israel with your own blood? <laughs> Babe? You know, like, you're going to trust Israel with your vagina. They cannot even contain their own mess. <laughs> ah! Anyway, <laughs> this is why we call it a workshop, folks. Take notes. <laughs> work it out. Obviously, I have a lot of work to do <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> but again, give it up for Pam. Thanks for giving us a place to play. Put your hands Wonderful. together for Lee Stewart. like the wokest joke about like like stuff and then you're like mess men straight you put your name on it and you think it's gross fucking dude uh i love you i love you lee yay and his girlfriend's really nice she's so together i'm like why is she with him <laughs> she should be with me your next comedian uh he's a funny guy put your hands together he works actually he i'm gonna say like he goes to more open mics than any other comic, so he's working harder and grinding, and I think he has a day job, too, which is, like, mad respect for his discipline. Put your hands together for Kyle Morrissey! Give it up for Pam Benjamin and her ability to make the nicest insults ever. Uh, um, I just got engaged to my girlfriend. Um, you, all right. It was the most stressful experience of my life. Um, it it was. I proposed to her in a rainforest, which meant I had to take this diamond ring that just cost thousands of dollars and just put it in like my dumb khaki shorts pocket and just walk into the, the jungle. And I felt so irresponsible. I was so terrified of losing it. I felt so irresponsible taking that diamond into the jungle because all I could think about was how hard so many people work to take it out of one to, <laughs> to begin with. I was like, I, I can't lose this thing. That's why proposing to your girlfriend such a fucking relief. The moment you put the ring on that finger, you're like, that is your responsibility. Uh, if you lose that, that is not my fault. That is not my fault. Everything about it was stressful. I had the whole thing in my head that I wanted to make sure I didn't forget. And when I, when I finally got down on one, me, one knee, let me tell you, that was probably the worst set of stand-up comedy I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> I bombed for 12 minutes straight. Uh, she was crying. It was not tears of joy. It was not tears of joy. <laughs> we even argued about the ring for a long time. We couldn't agree on one. And it, like, really bad arguments. And so when we finally settled on one, the, the jeweler was like, great choice. 
This is actually conflict-free. And I was like, that's what you think. Uh, this is no, this is definitely not conflict-free. It's not anymore. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Irish, uh, which would be cool if it was 1865. Uh, it's not. That I'm pretty sure that's the most irrelevant ethnicity ever now. If you can't pick your job application, if you can't, <laughs> if you can't, if you can't pick your ethnicity on a job application, you're white. That's it's just that simple. I feel like having an Irish name on a resume would hurt your chances. To be completely honest, like if I'm looking for a data analyst and I come across Happy O'Doyle. You can picture Happy O'Doyle. <laughs> he wears a hat, and he has no teeth, and he was genetically programmed to be a janitor forever. And the funny thing about Happy, he's actually really sad. Uh, <laughs> he's not, uh, he's, he does not live up to his name. But I feel like we could actually learn from the Irish right now, just because apparently this country has a problem with racism. I did not know. Um, because the Irish actually faced a lot of racism when they came over here, which goes to show you how dumb racism is. Uh, <laughs> they did, and I feel like that's kind of where the lesson lies. Like, they faced a lot of discrimination. They were kind of the country's first POC, except the O probably had a little apostrophe over it, uh, you know, because they're Irish. <laughs> Personal color. Uh, the way they dealt with the racism that they faced is the interesting part. Um, the way that the Irish overcame the racism that they faced was by becoming the most racist people <laughs> the country had ever seen. That was, that was their solution. They <laughs> looked at the powers that be and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna become cops. Uh, <laughs> to the police academy. That's the solution. <laughs> if you're oppressed, become the oppressor. All right, goodbye everybody. Keep your hands clapping for Kyle Morrissey. Hooray! I was trying to give you a real compliment. I respect discipline, man. I used to be a ballerina. Like, that's like kind of the biggest compliment I could ever give a millennial. Like, and he was like, that's not a compliment. You're making fun of me. And I'm like, we'll never understand each other. Your next comedian comes from Texas, which is really interesting because I'm like, are you one of them or are you like scared of them? I don't know how to feel about Texas right now. But know how to feel about her. She's a wonderful person. Put your hands together for Holly Johnson. Yay! I've only been in Texas for three months, so I haven't absorbed all the ideals yet. I'm also in Austin, which is like Texas light. Um, yeah, I really like this city so far. I like how you guys are like, yeah, it's freezing here, but we also leave all the doors open all the time. We want you to really, you want me to really get it all that breeze. Um, yeah, I just moved to Texas recently. I moved to Austin and uh, we have these things in Austin. I don't know if you guys have them here. They're homeless people that disguise themselves as parking attendants. <laughs> yeah, and they go up to your car and they're like, you didn't pay. And then you pay them. That's how they make money. <laughs> yeah, pretty clever, right? Pretty, pretty sneaky. But uh, to me, they just kind of remind me of emotional support dogs. Because it's like when you slap a vest on them, it really does look like he's working. <laughs> Yeah, just don't look down at the dirty feet, and it's very believable. Like, oh, you guys have some interesting hygiene policies here. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I, uh, when I moved to Austin, I got a studio apartment, which is as fun as it sounds. <laughs> studio apartments are a weird design. You know, it's like, it's a living room, it's a kitchen, it's a bedroom. It's like one of those Pantene three-in-one shampoo body wash conditioners. 
You're like, yeah, this is the cheapest option, but this can't be healthy. <laughs> I'm just laying in bed at night making eye contact with my oven. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, what else I want to talk about? Uh, yeah, when I moved back to Austin, I had to get a job in food service. It was the only thing I could find. And uh, food service is annoying. It's a, it's a tough job. People are really, people ask a lot of dumb questions. This guy came up to me the other day and he's like, hi, can I get a decaf Americano iced? And I'm like, sir, I think you want a water. <laughs> I think that's what you want. I learned a couple of rules uh, in the industry. Uh, one, if her bag is nice, she isn't. That is the number one rule. Uh, I feel like it's unfair that we can't be more honest with the people we're serving. Like, I want to wear the length of my shift on my name tag. That's what I'm saying. I just want to go up to people and be like, hi, what can I get for you? I'm eight hours, no break. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your quiche wasn't crispy enough? Oh, I just ate pistachios behind the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I disguised a trash run. <laughs> It was really a snack run. Uh, I didn't want to clock out. Fuck that. Uh, God, what else? Yeah, people always say people exploit the poor. You should see what they do to the rich. What I'm trying to say is uh, my restaurant charges for butter. <laughs> yeah, we charge for butter. They know they can afford it. They're just like, yeah, just make it three bucks. Watch, watch, they'll pay it. <laughs> and uh, what else, what else? Uh, they call them guests. They're like, uh, well, you guys hate capitalism, but you sell a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, this is what happens. Uh, I lived in Texas, sorry. Um, where was I going? I got lost. Yeah, you know, they're all, you, you're not allowed to say customer anymore. You have to say guest. I'm just like, last time I've had people over, I've invited people over, I haven't uh, made them pay extra for cream cheese. Uh, I forgot I did that joke. <laughs> but before I worked in the food industry, I was actually working as a research assistant uh, at a neurology group. I had a fancy job. But uh, it was really just like any other office job you'd have. You know, it's just the same thing. It's just eight hours a day with a 30-minute lunch break and just terrible break room conversation. Just, just the, three, the three things you get with an office job. And uh, I don't know why office, why break room conversation is always about cats. I think we need to change that. Because I've never heard a cat story and had follow-up questions. Yeah, never lost sleep over an unfinished cat story. All right, that's my time. Thank you, guys. Hooray for Ollie Johnson, who just moved to Texas. Hey, people outside, you're kind of being dicks and you're being kind of loud and it's really distracting. It's so funny. I sent Mark Neuer out to try to make people quieter and they literally got louder. <laughs> and I was like, is that Mark Neuer's power or what is that the power of? Like, it's Joke Workshop. Like, everyone inside, like, clap it up for yourselves for being super respectful and listening to everybody's jokes. Seriously, you guys are being a great audience for one another, and I so appreciate that because a lot of times people will forget that comedians, when they're at an open mic, they can be their own audience. I mean, yeah, you can sit in the corner and write in your notebook and fuck off and scroll on your Instagram. Or you could actually be an audience and learn things and pay attention to people's jokes and get to know them, and it's nice. I mean, if we want to be nice, or we can, you know, or we can scream outside. Uh, but I'm not shaming any, anybody. Just do it around the corner. Uh, 
I'm excited for your next comedian. Uh, he's become a regular here on Mondays at the workshop. Put your hands together, everybody, for Tri- Trevor Whedon. Hi, my name is Trevor Whedon. This is my seventh time doing stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> the applause for that always gets smaller and smaller. Just wait till I'm on like 102. <laughs> Just like, get on with it. Anyway, um, give it up for Mutiny Radio, for Pam. Yeah. Festival going on. How's it going? Is it going well? I wouldn't know. I have a job. I'm sorry. I want to come, but uh, I work in vaccine research. You're welcome. Um, and I get a lot of questions from people that, like, I, like when I tell them what my job is, they always ask, like, do vaccines cause autism? And I'm like, yes. Yes, they do. Uh, I'm the one who puts it in there. Uh, so <laughs> fair warning, bud. That's a lie. Come on. We do our research. Um, all right. It is National Coming Out Day. Um, I know, Brady. You missed your chance. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, where the fuck that means. <laughs> um, so, yeah, since coming out day, we're in the city. Figure I'd uh, like to announce that I'm coming out as bi. Racial. I'm biracial, half Korean, and half pure. Uh, I, I mean, Swedish, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, growing up, my uh, parents were pretty strict on me, you know, tiger mom going off at me, and tiger dad just going like, Trevor, you need to do your homework. You need to be successful. And I'm like, Dad, uh, you're white. Stop mocking mom's voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom, she's the Asian one. She's the one telling me things like, clean up your room now. And I ran this joke by my mom. She told me something that I'll never forget. She told me, Trevor, I sound nothing like that. Um, I've been living in California since I was five. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, my mom, she's great. I love my mom. She's wasn't really strict on me, to be honest. She, the one thing about my mom is uh, unlike my father, she raised me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my mom has one flaw though. She has zero holiday spirit. Uh, did anyone believe in Santa Claus when they were growing up? You? Yeah? I feel like you still do. <laughs> um, yeah, those fairy t- tales did not last for me. Three years old, just let it out. And I'm like, hey, I bought this fucking Lego set. I'm like, you don't have to swear at me, Mom. <laughs> Speaking of coming out day, I recently came out to my family as a failed open micer. <laughs> Has anyone made that mistake yet? For the new people? No? Yeah? Yeah, all of a sudden they're pros in stand-up comedy, just out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, you're doing stand-up comedy? That's great! You know who's funny? Jim Gaffigan! He's really funny! I'm like, you could, I'm, uh, am I funny? Shit. Of course Jim Gaffigan is funny. Hot pocket. That's the end of that joke. <laughs> uh, I'll leave it off on this one. Um, so I have ADHD. I was diagnosed when I was 20. Um, but looking back, as far as like age five, it makes sense. Like, uh, I remember this one time during T-ball, not to brag, um, I, we were doing batting practice, and you know it was my turn to go up, swing the ball or swing the bat, hit the ball, goes flying. I think maybe not, but 
in my head, I was just like, you did great, man. You hit the ball, and it's fine. You can make a career out of this. You're doing great. And not realizing, it had been about a minute since I had hit the ball, and I did not run to first base. And rather than listening to people around me, I was just in my head. But what's really interesting is the people around me was really my coach, a foot away from my ear, screaming, run, run, run. And I'm like, oh, whoops. And then uh, it was out. All right, thank you, everyone. Have a great time during Muni Fest Radio Festival. Yay! Trevor Whedon, everyone! Hooray! Pot pocket. I've made those before. Uh, usually, usually I bake and put edibles in the gift bags. I just did not have time this time. I'm sorry. I just gave everybody straight weed instead. I was like, I don't have time to bake. I haven't even had time to watch the Great British Baking Show. I haven't even watched Bread Week, you guys. It came out on Friday, and I haven't seen it yet. I have no idea who lost on Bread Week. None of you care about baking. That's fine. It's fine. It's okay. I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with baking, the British Baking Show. Your next comedian, uh, hey, he's another San Francisco regular, and he's a regular here at Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dylan Young. Yay! <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I just moved into school. It's pretty nice. I got to do those COVID swab tests all the time now. My ass is pretty sore. Yeah. Not sure I'm doing it right, but for whatever reason, that Q-tip, it feels way bigger when your roommate swabs you. Yeah. I mean, luckily, he cares a lot about my health. He always swabs me in the shower. He says the steam helps clear up your sinuses and stuff. But yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah, like I said, though, uh, moving into school is pretty nice. There's a very large gay community, which is awesome. I love gay people. They throw great parties. But there is entirely too much acapella. (laughs) Entirely too much. You name a genre of music and a race, there's probably a group for it. You know, we got a Mexican group that sings pop songs. My favorite group is the East Asian group that sings K-pop songs in Chinese. Seems a bit redundant. But uh, my favorite part about acapella is that one beatboxer on the side that they always have. He doesn't have to learn any of the moves or the lyrics. He's just off to the side doing his own thing, you know? And like, no matter the group, the beatboxer is always some little white kid, so his beats are trash. (laughs) But uh, you know, like one time I saw the French hip hop group, which by the way was exactly as good as you'd think it would be. And the the kid was just off the side like, <laughs> turns out he had asthma. But, um, you know, all I'm saying is that acapella is an interesting hobby choice. Yeah, I got to pick up some more hobbies. Yeah. I might start masturbating as a hobby for medical reasons, medical reasons, yeah. Because I recently read that you're at an increased risk for prostate cancer if you go a long time without coming. So I called my girlfriend and I said, you need to check your prostate. <laughs> I mean, I'm good. My roommate checks mine. I'm, I'm chilling, but I'm a little worried. Yeah, she broke up with me over the phone. <laughs> you ever had a breakup so bad that your ex became racist? <laughs> ah, here we go. Like maybe not permanently or like violent, 
but like their rebound is going to have a name that's easy to pronounce, impossible to spell, right? Because like this girl, she was black, and when she broke up with me, she said she would never date another Japanese boy again. I said, that's awesome because I'm Korean. <laughs> Turns out she was actually Indian, so <laughs> she's all yours, Newman. All yours. Yeah. Great. Now I just uh, hide my identity and my race on Tinder. You know, it's a big surprise when I show up and I'm actually not a six foot three black man. <laughs> but, um, you know, one time I was on Tinder and I saw this girl with this amazing body, you know, like lean, athletic, and it was all beach photos, but the last one you could actually see her face. And it was my sister. <laughs> I was like, ah. I knew that ass looked familiar. I just, <laughs> so we matched. It was a good time. Yes. I texted her. I said, hey, dinner at our place? <laughs> I heard mom's making some gargonzola. Pretty good. <laughs> My mom's not a big fan of that joke. <laughs> She's actually fine with the incest part. She just doesn't want me dating a girl that's only half Korean. Which is weird, because my mom's white. <laughs> so I'm not really sure where, where, where her head's at, but all right, I guess I'll just leave you on that one. Thanks so much, you guys. Yay! Dylan Yon, everyone! Yeah! Going to college, writing jokes, living his best life. <laughs> Your next comedian, uh, what a joy and a wonderment. What a. Uh, he joined the Mutiny family during COVID. He started as a audience member outside and then said, you know what? I think I could do this. And I said, I know you can do this. And now he's been doing it for over a year and he's fucking hilarious as shit. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Yay! Hi, kids. How y'all doing? Oh, my God, Dylan, where are you? You sexy bitch. Oh, my. Uh, if you need any help ma learning how to masturbate, I am here for you. <laughs> I'm a giver. I really am. Hope you all notice this fantastic fashion I'm wearing today. It is the Mutiny Radio Festival t-shirt. So this is the swag you get if you think you're funny. That's um, <laughs> really great to be here. Thanks so much. What, what did you do this weekend, Abby? What did you do? Yeah. No. What did you do this weekend? Okay, well, that seems standard for you. No one's surprised by that at all, are they? How about you? What'd you do? No, the young lady here. Young one. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's why we wait. What did you do this weekend? Mm hmm? Oh my God, that's so close to what I was doing. I mean, I guess nobody else was really out there trying to suck as much cock as possible, were they? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, well. You know, and I was very excited, it was Fleet Week, right? I was like, whoops. I was like, oh my God, it's Fleet Week, yay. But then all, all it really felt like leaving me was like we all needed an anima. I mean, it was so disappointing. I thought the streets would be flooded with semen, or at least I would be. <laughs> but that did not happen. You know, sometimes I think, what if there were, say, a Dick Olympics? Right, you know, and like I definitely know that I would be gunning for the all-American cocksucking team. Um, 
And I definitely, uh, I made it almost for the uh, synchronized fisting team. It was a near miss. Um, wasn't cute. You know, and I feel like I've sucked so much dick in my life that um, it, asked, it begs the existential question. How many miles of cock have I sucked? Do you ever think about that? Like, do you ever stop and think, like, how many? No, I'm talking to you. While you're eating, of course. See, you eat during a, you eat during a comedy show, and that's what you fucking get. So, yeah, I mean, do you think you've, like, gone to Detroit or something? Or Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, okay, here, let me show you how. Okay, so basically what you do, like, if it's, so like, let's say the average cock is, I'm being generous here, <laughs> um, is, let's say, six inches. And we're talking six real inches, guys. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so, like, and then a pass, right, would be another six inches. So now we're talking a foot. Let's say 60 passes per blowjob if you're lucky. Right, so where does that leave us? I don't know, but I know that I probably at least sucked enough dick to get to China. You know, people ask me, like, what, you know, if guys, if you're uncomfortable with me talking about all this cocksucking and stuff like that, you know, I just want to assure you that you can be a cocksucker at any time. Because <laughs> I care about you. I'll be right back. You know, I wasn't always this amazing homosexual that you see standing before you. I know it's hard to believe. I remember when I was young, 16, <sighs> dreaming about the boys' camp that could have been. Oh, we all play with each other's balls for all day long, and then we slide into home base over and over again. We shower for a long time. We want to make sure that we're very, very clean. And we head to the mess hall where we join in song and we sing the theme song for Camp Put It In Me <laughs> on the shores of Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. <laughs> And for you who hate acapella, fuck off. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady Pearson. Yay! Brady Pearson, all the gay. Yay, Brady Pearson, yay! Yay! That was lovely. Oh, my gosh. Can't put it in me. So fun. It's, uh, you need to make a logo. You made a logo for Can't Put It In Me at Can't Put It In Me? Oh, my God. And that merch will be beautiful. I can't wait. What a You're a genius. All right, your next comedian is new to the room. And so we don't do anything special or whatever, but it, there's like a slash name. There's a lot happening. So uh, his name is Corbin D slash John F. Melody. Put your hands together right now. Yay! Ooh, sexy motherfucker. There's a black turd sitting in my toilet seat. I took a giant dump and now I'm done. All those enchiladas. On the back I gave myself a pat. Once they finally splat. 
So uh, my Mormon friend came up to me, and uh, he said, we'd love for you to join our religion. Uh, when you die, you get your, own, your very own planet as a Mormon. And I said, that's great. I've been looking for good reasons to kill myself. Uh, okay, so this is my first time doing comedy again in like three years, and I'm actually not new to the room. I've been here three years ago, but we're going to get to that. Um, so, uh, you know, might as well get to it right now. I'm also 29 today. Um, when I came here two or three years ago, thank you so much. Um, I actually ended up having a threesome with another guy and a girl from the audience. And we couldn't really get into it, so the guy ended up leaving, and then, uh, and then I ended up leaving after promising her I would stay, because um, it was just really weird. We couldn't get into, you know, we, we were, I think we were both too narcissistic to really enjoy it, right? Like, I, like, I wanted all the attention, and then I would kind of be into it with her, and then the guy would, like, get some, it was just, she just, it just, it wasn't a good threesome. It wasn't the, the threesome guys want, you know? It was like a compromise MMF. It wasn't like a, I want some dick with this girl. It was like, uh, there's some dick with this girl. I guess I'll take it. Um, so, yeah, that was three years ago. Um, I have another song for you. Um, and I think it kind of goes with the whole mutiny radio tentacles thing. And this is kind of a story. Um, I used to do comedy in L.A. a while ago. I moved there at 23 and lived in Compton to try to make the dream work, and it was very impoverished and sad. Um, but uh, I have a song I wrote recently called Octopussy Tentacles, and I was singing it for some kids in college uh, just in Massachusetts last weekend, and it goes, um, the chorus is, Octopussy tentacles are reaching for my mind Through my dick and my heart From my hands on her behind Bitch, I only want to fuck you. If you were a boy, I'd blow you because you're my toy. Um, like something, so let's go and drink a little soy. And then, but the opening, it goes, um, Domination from you, like I am a Jew. Your love is a gas that I can't pass. And so I was seeing that for these college kids. And I'm thinking I'm a genius because it's a Jew joke, it's a double entendre, and it's a fart joke. So it's like, you really can't ask for more. Uh, but they were very offended, and it was extremely awkward. And um, I basically got the uh, advice that I need to set my sights higher. Uh, I need to, I can do edgy things, but it needs to be like, you know, re I need to be making fun of the man, an, in an institution or something. So I've decided to go full on with abortion humor now, uh, with everything that's going on in Texas. And so I'm gonna be going to Austin next week to do a YouTube prank video, we're gonna do spin the coat hanger, um, and we're gonna be offering $5 gift cards um, to McDonald's to get an abortion. Um, and I'm gonna be a preacher, and I'm gonna be saying, um, you know, we don't, want them, we don't want a bunch of Rosemary's babies, okay? You can't have the right to do that. It should be Rosemary's maybe, because maybe you'll have, the, you'll have the baby if the legislation is scary enough, so. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, you know, am I out of touch? Cause I'm doing edgy humor. Um, I don't know, but, uh, that's my, that's my set. That's my first time in a while. And, um, Yay! thank you all. For, Corbin uh, D yeah, slash the For having the me again, F my Melody. second time at Mutiny Radio. Yay! Oh. 
I also do abortion jokes. I did a bunch of them last night at the punchline, and it really made the audience very, very uncomfortable. Um, but they listened. So I was like, Texas is weird. Uh, your next comedian, everybody, she's also new to the room. So everybody be cool. Somebody tell the people outside to like either like stop being so loud at the door or come inside because there's only like a couple comedians left and like they were on stage and it'd be nice if everybody like come inside and pay attention to our comedians. I mean, I'm not gonna tell anybody what to do, even though I want to all the time. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Abby! Yay. Let me show you, baby, I'm a talented boy. Everybody grab a bar. I call this my tech bro set. So that's already terrifying in title alone. I don't know very much about tech bros. Um, my baseline starting knowledge is they date women from Hinge, and they date women who usually, if they're dating women, usually who prefer dogs to cats. <laughs> we know, we know. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if I could give everyone here lifelong good luck? Just like that was how comedy worked. You could just be like, okay, now everyone here is lucky for life. They're going to win all the raffles that they ever enter. All raffles. Even the really good charity raffles. I've always wanted to go to one of those. I think I figured out a way to go to a fancy charity ball. Um, I bought $10 of Shiba Inu stock. <laughs> That's the punchline. No, um, at that time it was about 1.2 million shares, and that's more than I've ever had of anything. <laughs> Recently, it skyrocketed. 189% price gains. That's right, I can proudly announce that I now have $26.39 in Shiba Inu meme coins. But you know the crypto markets, they fluctuate wildly. That number couldn't possibly still be accurate. They even continue on the weekends. I'm working blockchains. I'm working the blockchain most weekends myself. But don't get me started on NFTs <laughs> or collectibles or crypto dogs. I hinted at this earlier in the set. I don't usually like dogs. That is more controversial than Fox News as a whole. But this shifted for me the other day. I saw a real life Shiba Inu at a restaurant at the time. I was obsessed with Dogecoin. So I kept whispering toward the dog, Doge to the moon, Doge to the moon. The owner didn't like that. Um, he looked grumpy and a little bit worried. But this was outside of a cold stone. So after he came back, we were cool. He had chilled out. No more icy vibes for me harassing his dog. <laughs> um, no, I was really nice to him. I just told him, check Reddit, and I left. He bought me an ice cream. No, that was embellished. That story was embellished. It's embellished like Squid Game is the story of capitalism, but embellished. I bet Squid Game was ghostwritten by Elon Musk. He's just 
just like submitting pages of his subconscious to the Netflix production team. Spoiler alert. So the noise from Skid <laughs> Squid Game went viral on TikTok. I listened to one of the TikToks. It was just the most mild trauma reaction I've had in my whole life. Like I like could hear the noise of the dog. Like, doo -doo, and I knew I was going to die, but I knew I would be okay. You know, just a mild trauma reaction. So, <laughs> so if you guys invested in Shiba Inu yet, um, I heard that not only is Elon ghostwriting Netflix specials, but he's also invented the meme coin. I'm almost done. Uh, I dare us to make it surge. And so, so text your friends and say bye Shiba Inu, seriously. And give zero explanation. Say you can just feel it. And then do a crystal ball emoji, so they'll do it. I'll do anything if there's a crystal ball emoji attached. Um, and I'm wondering right now, like, does this count as insider trading? Like, I was never taught about the stock market. I think once you say the words insider trading, enough phones of the people around you will flag it that it basically counts anyway. You just get an iCloud link to the closest charity ball. No, just kidding. You get a link to register for the next space trip from Elon personally. No, just kidding. At least either way, the phones are flagging for insider trading. But you know, you now have good luck for life. So you'll win either way. Thanks, guys. Abby. And she brought it back with a callback. How, is that your first time doing comedy? You started on Wednesday. Wow. Yay, Abby. Wow. Yeah, your script is really good. Just talk, yeah, just talk to yourself, talk to your cats, man. Like, just do it over and over and over. Because the script is good. And you know what's really, other? It's, it's joke workshop, so I don't usually, but it's late. But your personality is great. And you were able to act that script. So people on the radio wouldn't have known that was a script. They would think that that was, listen to it back later on the podcast. And you'll be able to see, like, you sounded like you were off the cuff, but I knew you were reading because I could see you doing it. But if I was just listening, if I was just listening, I wouldn't think you had like the personality to carry the script that it sounded like it was not. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for coming. Coming back again and again. Usually it's normal and it's like 18 people or whatever. And yes, but uh, everybody clap again for Abby. Yay. She started last week. That's crazy. She writes things. I mean, that was written out. That was like more, four motherfucking pages. That's more than I've seen most of the comics I know, right? Jesus Christ. These lazy motherfuckers. Not your next comic. He is the opposite of that. He's one of the showrunners on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. You'll be able to see him all week. I would say, I mean, you know, I don't have a lot of friends, but I'd call him one of my best ones. Put your hands together for Mike Bonds. Yay! Oh, man, please don't stop the music, white people. Please don't stop the music. Shit, I know we got some offbeat white people in here somewhere. I know we got somebody trying to find a beat in here somewhere, guys. I know, right? Well, I must say, welcome to San Francisco this week, guys. Welcome to San Francisco, all the people from out of town, you know. If you step on some shit, it's a 90% chance it's human. That's all I'm telling you right now. So hopefully you got your shots and everything when you came out here, you know. Because they're making everybody get shots and shit like that. You know what I mean? It's crazy right now. They're making us get shots, man. I wasn't con too convinced about this shit in the long run, you know? They told me my dick was going to get bigger. So I said, fuck it, I'll get the shot, finally. I'll get the fucking shot, you know? Now, I was actually waiting on Magic Johnson to endorse this shit, you know? The Johnson & Johnson vaccine. You know, I was waiting on Magic to go, okay, guys, you got my endorsement. Okay, Magic, you got my shot. I'm going to take the shot now, Magic. I'm going to take the shot. Cool, cool, you know? 
one thing about this pandemic that you guys haven't uh, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but you know a lot of food porn has been out there you guys know what food porn is you know you know you turn on your phone and you see a macaroni and cheese being made and it's like yo Gotti played in the background and shit <laughs> I'm like what the fuck is this shit you know how you gonna make a mixtape of food porn you know what I'm saying crazy shit man they playing little Wayne to an enchilada being made I'm like what the fuck is going on here you know, never have I seen food look so sexy in my life. You know what I'm saying? This shit is out of control now. Food is looking sexy as a motherfucker. I want to fuck that enchilada. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sue me. You know what I'm saying? I want to fuck that enchilada. That's, God damn it, there's some crazy shit going on. I believe my phone is watching me. I really do. You know your phone is watching you. You know, I was using a Waze app on the way here, and Waze was like, hey, Mike, it's a Popeye's about a half a block away. Would you like to get your big ass on over there? I was like, fuck you, phone. You know me so well. I got a few minutes to kill. Get me on over there, but we're going to have to talk about this shit later on, phone. It's not okay. You can't be suggesting shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, too, because my phone knows what kind of porn I like and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, Mike, it's Tuesday. You ready for that midget ebony porn? I'm like, hey, phone, calm the fuck down. That's not a good term to use either, phone. You're out of pocket with that one. You're out of pocket, you know? Jeez, man. San Francisco, we all have to deal with these meter maids and shit out here. We all have to deal with meter maids and shit, right? You know, these meter maids are fucked up, you know? I had a meter maid pull up on me the other day, and he gave me a ticket. And I was like, man, your job must suck. He was like, why? Because I got to run around and give people tickets all day? I said, no, because you're 400 pounds and your car looks like it only weighs about 200. <laughs> No offense, I'm not fat shaming you, I'm just stating a point, sir. Just stating a point. You know? It's crazy, man, this pandemic has really allowed us to understand how important toilet paper is, you know what I'm saying? I didn't realize how important wiping my ass was until this pandemic came along, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was out buying toilet paper. Was you one of those people buying toilet paper at five o'clock? You kind of seemed like that guy, no? You had somebody do it for you then, probably, huh? Okay, I can, I can tell, you know? Yeah, four people, right? Waiting in line and shit for toilet paper. You know, I was introduced. Did you know there's a whole section in the grocery market, man, for men's wet wipes? Just for men? I know, right? I said the same thing. I laughed too, but I went over there. I was like, huh, this is this is interesting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All this time I've been doing it wrong, man. Wiping my ass with dry toilet paper. Let me wipe my ass with some wet toilet paper for a change. It's better for my butthole. It's better for my butthole, right? <laughs> I realize I got a big ass head too. You got a big ass head. You don't understand what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? You know, the wall is holding it up or you holding the wall up. Which one, man? You know, I know I got a big ass because I love my hats. You know, I love my hats, man. You know, I went to go buy a hat the other day and the dude at the hassle was like, check it out, big man. It's going to be eight to 12 weeks before we can get your size in. That head is big as fuck. I was like, man, you don't have to tell me like that. You know, and I looked at my son the other day and I, I realized he got a big ass head too. You know what I'm saying? It's two important conversations I'm gonna have to have with my son one day. Number one, that's how you deal with the police, and number two, you got a big ass head. Why are you laughing, man? <laughs> Cause your head ain't that small either, man. That's all I'm saying, man. Your head ain't that small either, you know? Damn it, man. Frisco, man, you got some weed smokers in the house? I know we do. Cause if you don't smoke weed, I'm gonna consider you a cop at this point, you know what I'm saying? Look, he's got his ass pointing all at me and shit. I'm gonna consider you a cop if you don't smoke weed. You know, I introduced my grandmother, 96 years old, to weed for the first time the other day, you know? You know what that's like when you give an old person some weed? It's amazing, shit. They still, hey, my man, stay black, all right? All right, that's what I'm talking about. We can't do nothing else but that shit, you know? But anyway, 
I'm talking, I'm taking too much time. I'm going to tell you about my grandmother. Though. Anyway, so I, my, I asked my grandmother, I said, Grandma, how you want to do this? She's like, I, babe, can you bring me some weed? I said, okay, cool. She said, bring it in a sweet potato pie for me. Put in some edibles. You know, I said, okay, Grandma, I'm going to bring it on over to you. So I brought it on over to Grandma's house, and halfway through, we started eating it. She started talking about how she used to suck my granddaddy's dick. I was like, whoa, Grandma, that's a little bit too much information. Calm down. Like, no, nah, baby, I used to have to cuff his balls and everything. Ooh, this edible hit me a little too hard. Anyway, y'all, I'm Mike Bonds. Y'all take care. Yay, Mike Bonds. Hooray. And you can never take too much time. You're a showrunner on the motherfucking 6th Annual 2021 Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Uh, clap again for Mike Bonds. Yay. You're going to see him all week at a bunch of shows. Oh, we got a bunch of comics left. I'm really excited. I've known your next comic for a bunch of years, both in the comedy sense, and we got to act together in a play, and it was so fun. And I know we're about the same age, but I kind of feel like I want him to be my dad. Put your hands together for Ed Rubin! Hey, everybody. Hey, Mutiny Radio. My name is Ed Rubin. Uh, I want to talk about the ancient days. You know, 2019, yeah, what, four, five years ago, right? <laughs> oh, man, remember escape rooms? Oh, I love them. And then last year, we started living in one. <laughs> uh, help, how do I get out of here? <laughs> I ate my way out. <laughs> I didn't even realize I had a problem. Till I went and had a portrait done. I came back in landscape mode. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I have got to lose weight. <laughs> they charge double for panoramas. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize I had a problem. I didn't realize I had a problem. But uh, you see, the problem is, the problem is that my cells, and I mean every cell in my body, it's just like my closet. There's no skinny jeans in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get concerned about my health. So don't worry, Pam, don't worry. I uh, went to a cardiologist. He said I was fine. He said I was fine. But then I read he was convicted of fraud. Now he has to do a stent in jail. Oh, I know, I know, and I'm sorry, Pam, but they get worse. They, they get worse. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. No, he seemed perfectly nice to me. Perfectly nice to me, but I think he had arterial motives. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I warned you. Ah, uh, guy wanted me to take a drug test. I mean, come on, Pam, even you, right? I mean, a drug test, really? I'm like, hey, there's no need for that. I already know what I like. Flonase <laughs> 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 and baby ass would get me through the day. <laughs> like so many others here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, hey, you know, in hindsight, in hindsight, 2020 sucked. Yeah, I know. I know. News to everybody. No, 2020 was so bad. How bad was it? Thank you, everybody. 
It was so bad you couldn't even go to church. And I know that's important to all of us, right? <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I, uh, I finally called up the mayor of New York City. That's right, because I have that kind of pull. And uh, I said, hey, <laughs> you got to start spreading the pews. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I mean, by today, <laughs> they've got to be six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I know it's a slow burn. I know. I know. Uh, New York, New York. Ah, uh, leg kick, leg kick, yeah. So I can only, you know, at my age, I can only go so high. Um, let's see, where was, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's right, it could have been worse. <laughs> my midlife crisis could have been singing. <laughs> Finally, I want to tell you, I, I was having breakfast today, Captain Crunch cereal. <laughs> I love Captain Crunch, but, man, the whole roof of your mouth thing, it's like it's the only cereal that needs a safe word. <laughs> and I thought, you know, they didn't mean to do this. But then, crunch berries. <laughs> right. And finally, I finally, I know people are worried, but I finally did buy AAA insurance. Finally bought AAA insurance. Now I have to figure out how to protect the rest of my batteries. You guys have been great. Thanks very much. <laughs> Here's your next person. Ed Rubin. Funny bunch of dad jokes. Everyone just... The audience has an infinite ability to laugh, and I love puns, and I know people say things, but I love them. I fucking I love all of them. Also, he mentioned Flonase, and just so you know, one of the tricks of Burning Man is that you put your cocaine in an Afrin bottle, and then you never, when you're out in the playa, it stays moist, because you can't do lines when the wind could be coming from anywhere. So you put your cocaine in an Afrin bottle, not Flonies, and you shake it up. I haven't been to Burning Man since 2007, because I'm old, but I'm just talking about myself now. Your next comedian. We have a couple left on the list, and I'm excited. It's, this has been the longest joke workshop. We have time for everybody, and I'm super excited to bring up your next comedian. Put your hands together for Marla Massey. Yay! <laughs> Is it this one? Yeah, it is. All right. Oh, wrong. Oh, I'm good. All right, cool. Look at me fucking up. How y'all doing? How's everybody doing? Hi. Uh, San Fran's pretty cool. Been here for 48 hours. I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and I, when I tell people that I'm from Cleveland, the first thing out of their mouth is like, oh my God, do you know LeBron? I'm like, uh, no, I don't know LeBron. I hope you guys are asking me this because we're both from Cleveland and not because we're both black, because that would be racist. But I actually kind of lightweight do know LeBron. Uh, his school played against my high school when I was like in ninth grade. And our school's asses got handed to them. And you know, we can't say asses because we both went to Catholic school. So the Lord doth hand us our punishment. Um, <laughs> and so everybody's like, oh, LeBron's great, LeBron's cool, LeBron's this, LeBron's that. And um, in a room full of people, had to have been 85 people, I stood in front of everyone and said, listen, LeBron ain't special. He's not going to be the next number 23. He's not going to be the next Michael Jordan. He's not going to get a deal with the Cavaliers, and he certainly won't get a deal with Nike. Drop it. <laughs> I know. I'm so fucking mad about that. I should have I should have hopped on the LeBron train, like for real, for real. Um, so if you can't tell by how shitty I'm dressed, I am not a 18 year old boy. I'm actually a 34 year old woman. 
Um, I, I dress like this because I, I want to remain as youthful as possible because I know black don't crack, but my bones say something else. Um, I, so I, I'm 34, and I turned 34 like last week, and um, thank you. Thanks. And um, so my son is like, Ma, what are you going to do for your birthday? I said, oh, I'm going to uh, get wrecked. And he's like, all right, cool, go have fun. My definition of getting wrecked is getting a nice bottle of wine and reading the scariest book that I can find. Because <laughs> I can't do that shit no more. Like, I'm too old to be out here partying with, like, these young-ass kids. Like, I don't know how y'all do it. Like, y'all want to go bar hopping and shit and want to drink Fireball? No, first of all, what is... Are you guys okay? Are you guys okay drinking Fireball? You, you're drinking gasoline and rubbing alcohol, essentially. That's, that's what you're doing. I'm too, I'm too old for that. I'm uh I'm single. I hate it. I'm on all these fuck. I'm on all the dating apps. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them all. Especially Tinder. Tinder needs to be called Swipe White. There's a lot of Caucasian men on that app. Way too fucking many. <laughs> like why? Guys, come on. Like I had to swipe left 35 times before I found a brother. I looked closer. It was my actual brother. So I had to swipe left another 35 times. Like come on. <laughs> Give a girl a break here. Um, so, uh, when I'm not doing stand-up, I actually have a real person job. I'm an EMT. I hang out with paramedics and shit. Thank me for my service. And now that I have all that, I get to tell you that it's all stolen valor, all right? Because I don't deal with the gunshots, car accidents, stabbings. No. What I do is I go to the nursing homes and I pick up your mama or your papa and I take them to the ED because their meds need to be adjusted because they're biting people again. <laughs> That's what I do. It's fucking crazy. Old people have this weird-ass Herculean strength. I don't know where it comes from. You're 92 years old and about 92 pounds. How did you dislocate my jaw roundhouse kicking me? <laughs> old people, like, they, they, they think they're slick, too, because they're like, oh, it's the Louis body dementia. No, Brenda, you just said my name and recognized my face 30 seconds ago. They had to take an old man back to the to his nursing home, and he's like, I ain't going anywhere with you, bitch. And then he proceeds to go into his pocket and takes out what I thought was a bunch of pills, shoves them in his mouth. I was like, oh, no. Stick my finger in there, try to get it out. He bites me. He doesn't have any teeth, but he bites me, and that shit still hurts. And so I pull my finger out. I'm like, looking at it, it's all covered in rainbow speckles. I'm like, did you just shove a handful of M&M's minis into your fucking mouth, sir? Yeah, I did. Milk, chocolate, milk in my mouth and on your hand, bitch. I ain't going anywhere with you. <laughs> they didn't like that, so we had to give them a B-52. We snowed them. We took them back to the nursing home. It was all right. All right, uh, guys, thank you so much. That was fun. Have a good night. Yay. Yay, Marla Massey. Yay. I enjoyed that so much. I have so many um, things just to say. First, all EMTs are hot. All EMTs and all firemen are hot. Because when you're dying and you look up, you have to have a reason to live. So, a, so uh, you're you're hot too. I'm just saying because you're. I'm saying all EMTs. You're very very hot. And then also, not that I'm objectifying you in any way, but also my high school. I got to cheer Jason Kidd and Randy Wynn played a high school basketball game together in the Arco Arena, and I got to cheer for it. It was a Division One high school thing, but it was Jason Kidd, and then Randy Wynn didn't even play, and Mark Madsen was on that team, and he ended up playing for the Lakers. See, I'm so old, but Randy Wynn ended up playing baseball, and isn't that weird? I went to high school with those guys. I am so old, 
And Randy wins now on TV and super cool. And I'm like, I'm at Mutiny Radio. This is really fun. No, it is. I love it. I love everything I'm doing. Clap it up again for Marla Massey. Yay. Yay. We have a couple comedians left. This has been like... The longest joke workshop. We've been going since five. We're, it's great, though. We have time for everybody. Put your hands together for your next comedian. He's a regular. Brian John. Yay! Is it on? Yeah, yeah, now it is. Cool. All right, thanks for sticking around, everybody. So I was at my uh, friend's house the other night, and they have this little kid, uh, and he was trying to make their cat eat faster by pushing the cat's head into its food bowl as it ate. I just can't wait to see how this kid treats women when he grows up. <laughs> you know, they're out at dinner and he's like, honey, the movie's about to start. You better finish your tapas. <laughs> Pushes her head down. Or maybe he'll be a waiter like, are you enjoying your sizzling fajita plate? <laughs> All right. Um, I, uh, it was actually my grandparents' 60th wedding anniversary this last weekend. Thank you, yeah. And we were in a rush to get out the door, and my girlfriend was like, you know what, we can't, sh we better not show up empty-handed. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. Grab the Nintendo Switch. This is going to be boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I have, uh, so I saw my, my cousin this weekend. Um, so my family's planning our first big, like, post-COVID vacation, and this kid asked if on our vacation if we could take a Chinese food airline. I was like, what the fuck is a Chinese food airline? So apparently this kid had flown Air China once, and he thought it was like some kind of a joint project between Delta Airlines and Panda Express or something. <laughs> he was like, you gotta try it out, man. It's awesome. Everyone else on board was Chinese. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> Can we sit in the th can we sit in the three item section this time? <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I uh, so uh, an uh, organization in San Francisco is launching the world's first uh, bad trip support hotline. So this is real. This is a number you can call if you're having a bad time on drugs and you know you need some help. I imagine it goes something like this. Thank you for calling the bad trip support line. If your friends have turned into insects with bug faces, please press one. If you think blood is coming out of your ears, press 2. If blood is actually coming out of your ears, please hang up and dial 911. <laughs> if you're calling on behalf of voices in your head and they know their party's extension, you may enter it for them at any time. <laughs> if you have another issue, if, you, or if numbers have lost all meaning for you, please stay on the line. So, uh, sadly, the San Francisco Police Department just announced that two pedestrians were killed by vehicular manslaughter. I'm kind of upset. It's 2021. Shouldn't we be calling it vehicular human slaughter? Isn't it time for women to finally break through the glass windshield? <laughs> uh, yeah, where are the femme fatalities? Let's, let's close the pavement gap, guys. Come on. <laughs> oh, what, el what else we got here? Um, so I, uh, I went to the doctor recently uh, over at Dignity Health. Uh, it's my favorite healthcare provider because they let you keep your dignity. Seriously, like, what's the alternative? Is there like a humiliation health where they tweet out your test results? <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, yeah, your results are in. You have herpes. That's fucking gross. At Brian. <laughs> yeah, don't go to Dignity Health. All right, let's see. What, what will I leave you on? Um, so uh, I got pulled over the other day. I was driving in a Muni-only lane for out-of-towners. Muni is like our local bus system. Um, 
And the cop said, you know, I pulled you over because you're driving into Muni-only lane. And I was like, yeah, that's right, officer. I identify as Muni. I've been peed on by a drunk guy. <laughs> that's right, I'm Muni. I've hit a guy on a bike. <laughs> People are always trying to sneak through my back door without paying. <laughs> And just before I end, to be clear, uh, I don't mean to be offensive with the I identify stuff. I am not transit phobic. <laughs> and I have a friend who's metro. All right, thank you. Yay, yay! Brian John, everyone! He's so clever. He's so smart. He's really good. Right? Yay, yay, Brian John. Uh, that was lovely. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Louis Leon! Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Pam, for this. Um, how's everybody doing? Um, what do you mean? First you want to go to the left, then you want to turn right. Want to argue all day, make a love all night. I thought this was karaoke night. Um, nah, I was listening to that song, and I was driving around the city in San Francisco, and everybody's making a right turn from a left lane. I'm like, huh. Does everybody listen to Justin Bieber's song, What Do You Mean, as they're driving? Because nobody knows where they're going. First, you want to go to the left, then you want to turn right. Want to figure out? I don't fucking know. Um, uh, that, That's how I open. Uh, So I'm infatuated with death because I lost like seven of my family members and whatnot. So every day I kind of thank the Lord and I kind of make my own sacrifices. Um. In other words, I go through boxers like condoms. I masturbate a lot. So I kind of kill my own offspring a lot. Um, but yeah, no, uh, everybody's kind of confused about death and whatnot. And everybody's scared. Um, I don't know why people are scared so much. Like, it's such a party up there, I think. No? Like, it'd be awesome to go up there and do cocaine with my like great-grandmother from China that she never introduced it. I introduce her to it, and then Jesus is on my left, Buddha's on my right, and I'm like, hey, you guys want to do a couple lines? That'd be kind of cool. Then grandfather comes in, then he's doing cocaine with his, his mother, my great-grandmother and whatnot. I think it would be a great time. Like, why does everybody take this so seriously? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing up here. Um, What else do I want to talk about? Uh, I guess... I, I've been hating myself lately a lot. Um, anybody else in this room do that? <laughs> Yay, we all hate each other. Um, not each other, we hate on ourselves and then we show each other love. Um, I hate that I have bitch tits. <laughs> I also hate that I have to maintain a clean butthole. Like, I have to, like, I, I take two dumps in the morning. I, thank God I have a bidet. And then after, you keep wiping and wiping, and then you ever not take a shower for three or four days, and then your first fart after your shower is disgusting? I don't know. I, I just amuse myself by farting. Um, so that's always fun. Um, and I guess I'll end on that. I wasn't even ready tonight. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks, Yay! Sam. Louis, Leon. Oh, wait, there's like just enough time for me to do a very short set here at the end. So clap for me. Yay. Yeah. 
do I have the, I do have the right microphone. I, if your butthole itches, it just means it's dirty. That's what I learned from homeless, questionably housed. I'm sorry, I didn't want to stigmatize. Questionably housed. Home is where the heart is. Can you put heroin straight into your heart? I have a new theory. I have a theory about COVID. Okay, I never got it. I tested the whole way through, like every week, like crazy. I tested, never got it. And I'm convinced that it's because I smoke so much and I smoke so much weed that my lungs are coated in a wax and those little COVID things can't get in there. Like it can't attach. And that's just because I smoke weed and cigarettes. Can you imagine if you smoked meth <laughs> or heroin? These, these people, these questionably housed, are impervious to COVID because of their lifestyle. Like, sh I'm just confused because COVID, big deal. Everybody died. Still, to this day, I think the number, the last time I looked at the numbers, Two days ago, three days ago, it was 642 people in San Francisco County have died since the beginning of COVID. That's less than a third of the number who've died from an opiate overdose. So where's the pandemic, friends? I'm sorry, I got too political. Shall I talk about abortions? <laughs> Texas, Texas. How do you understand Texas? I'm so confused with Texas. They don't make sense. They say things. We love guns. Yay, Texas. We love capital punishment. Yay, Texas. We hate abortions. What? Abortions are like fun size murder. <laughs> You're not into microdosing murder? Come on, Texas. Get on board. Get woke with the rest of us. We're all microdosing. Here's the thing they're not letting people have abortions so then they're all going to have babies and then what's going to happen they have the babies and then they're not good at football and then what do they do with them <laughs> right they put them in a bullpen and then maybe they use them for target practice because they love guns pew, pew, pew. and they they feed them so much crappy food the slower ones are easier to hit <laughs> yeah uh uh Obliquely fat shaming. Can we eat children? Are we there yet? I'm sorry. In the apocalypse, long pork is going to be like, what? Soylent green is people. Nobody saw Soylent green, just me. I'm too old. That's a, you saw Soylent Green as people. You saw Charleston Heston. You have no idea what I'm talking about. You, Charleston Heston. You're so young. I have abortions older than you. That's true. <laughs> like, that's fine. That's okay. I have, I do, a, I do, okay, I can do one impression. I can do Bjork. But I can never really do it because nobody knows who she is. <laughs> like, they're, they're like, who's Bjork? So I had a dream that Bjork was my therapist. And I looked up at her and I was like, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down and she said, your uterus is made of clouds. And the polar bear only stops in the same river runs. Don't let parts lie to you. It's like, nobody knows who you are, Bjork. <laughs> it's oh so quiet. So it's a Bjork song that nobody knows. It's fine. Earlier, someone was like, they didn't even do the sound because they never heard the sound. 
He goes, bam, 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 Like, I can't wait for, like, the remix, like, the drop of the, like, when, they, when they're, like, dubstep it out, and they're like, bam, 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 Right? They haven't done a dubstep. Am I the smartest person alive? No one's done a dubstep remix of the fucking internet's connect sound with the phone from the 1997. Who has it? Are, are all the DJs dead? Did they all... They smoked, they're all dead. All the DJs are dead. It was your joke about the bam, 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 dar, dar, the, di- the dial-up joke. Didn't you have a dial-up joke? Someone had a dial-up joke. Yeah, uh, but I feel like someone should remix that or something. Like the, They're like, where's the beat? And it drop, boom. But it was because you were waiting. First you had to bam, 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 dar, 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 and then, and then when things were loading, it took like, Long distance relationships impossible. You fucking millennial little snowflake bitches. Oh, can I look at you while I masturbate? I used to send an email on like AOL and it would get there and then he would, it would take like 15 minutes and he'd write back and that was chatting. You fucking lazy young mother. Everything's so easy for you. You have no respect for anything because everything's so fucking easy. We used to have to try hard and you're like, hey, but I have a computer in my pocket. We didn't even know what computers were. God damn it. I'm like, these kids don't appreciate any. I feel like the, I am my grandma now. That's good. No, right? I don't, they don't, these, oh, these millennial kids. I, here's the thing. COVID was the perfect, like, virus for the millennials because you lose your sense of taste and smell and all of you are eating ass anyway. So what a perfect thing to do oh like lose our sense of taste and smell we've been eating ass for years this is a bonus let's get covid (laughs) like (laughs) sick of tasting poop in my mouth i don't know how the kids do it (laughs) okay i'll leave you guys on one uh, more joke i'll just this is like my new closer i'm like oh my god (laughs) My clit is so big, I can use a Fruit Loop as a cock ring. <laughs> you guess the flavor. Which flavor do you think it is? Oh, I change it. <laughs> Sometimes it's lemon, you know, when I'm feeling kind of like acidic. <laughs> I don't know. What are the other flavors of Fruit Loops? I used to say Cheerio, but Jonathan today was like, you should say Fruit Loop. And I was like, I could do something about the colors. But then I was like, I don't even know what colors Fruit Loops are. Because I wasn't allowed to eat sugar cereal as a child. Okay. I could only make Fruit Loop necklaces, and then I would wear them, and then I could eat them off one by one like they were candy. Like, that's how... <laughs> Christians are assholes. <laughs> Here's your candy. It's cereal. Normal kids get to eat this every day for breakfast. But once a year, you get to eat it off a necklace when it's stale. <laughs> so that you hate sugar foods. Okay, I'm done. Everybody, thank you so much. I've been Pam Benjamin. Yay! Thank you for thank you for staying for the longest joke workshop that ever joke workshopped. Uh, we're, I don't know where people are going. There's a show that comes in here at eight, so we're going to kind of clean up and figure out something, but hey, tomorrow, there's nothing happening at the station in particular, just because I kind of wanted a day off, but things can happen if you text me or you want to do something. 
Um, and then there's shows tomorrow night, which are going to be amazing. And uh, check out the stay on the group because that's where we update everything because it's the easiest on the Facebook. But thank you so much for coming and staying. Those of you that stayed the whole time, you're amazing. And all the regulars that came back. And we'll be back next week like regular uh, on Mondays. And please buy tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, especially for the Thursday show uh, with headliner Scott Capurro. It's going to be amazing. It's at El Rio. It's going to be outside. It's going to be a beautiful night. All right, bye. You, you. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Coming soon, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Six venues, 24 shows, 7 days, 75 comics from all over the United States at amazing local venues, Asiento, Atlas Cafe, El Rio, Milk Bar, OMG, and The Bar on Dolores. Special headliner shows at El Rio Thursday night, 7 and 9 o'clock featuring Scott Capuro headliner amazing comedian also Andy Iwancio out of Seattle here for the 6th annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. All tickets are $10 except the headlining show which are 20 You can find all of the shows on Mutiny Radio's Eventbrite. Reserve them now. And don't miss out. 2021, the 6th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro. A sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink. So you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Leftio Duels, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters have broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon.
download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. 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 Mutiny